Episode 10, Conscious Kink Q&A Zoom Call. Welcome to Lightworkers Who Play in the Dark, where we bring the darkness into the light. I'm your host, Mistress Damiana Chi, and I have been a professional dominatrix for over two decades. I'm also a certified sexologist and a kink life coach. I hold a PhD and a master's degree in psychology. I am the founder of the Evolutionary Dominatrix Academy and the creator of Conscious Kink Community. These podcast episodes will feature different themes like Q&As, where I answer kink-related questions from my listeners, topic interviews with people in the BDSM community, and femdom psychodrama scenes in which I dominate a submissive while you listen in as we get into some dom space and subspace together. Now, let's get on with the episode. The following is the recording of the first Zoom call that I hosted for my Patreon community with the intention of sharing this content publicly on this podcast to raise awareness and understanding about conscious kink, conscious BDSM, and conscious femdom. These Zoom calls will eventually be reserved for my Patreon members only, but for a limited time, the invitation is open to everyone. All participants on Zoom are video off to protect anonymity. There were so many great questions on this call, like, can someone be trained to become kinky for their partner? And are there some tips to keep in mind for new mistresses to avoid common rookie mistakes? And can you talk about the issue of lack of sex education and what to do when a therapist makes a sex negative statement? My first reactions have always been to doubt myself because I'm not a mental health professional. They are. So let's dive in and have a listen. I hope you'll gain value from it. Enjoy. I'm going to be showing the questions that you asked, that you pre-submitted. Everyone should have, everyone who had questions, you don't have to, but if you have a question for me, then you, you should have pre-submitted your question already. So we have all those already, and I believe I have enough to cover the hour um, I'm going to try to go through them kind of quickly be, so that I can get to all the questions that were submitted, okay? And if you didn't submit a question this time, you're welcome to submit next time. You can learn from the questions that were submitted already. You can learn from the, the Q&A that's already going to happen during this Zoom call. Okay, so, so the participants that are on this Zoom call should be all of my uh, Patreon members. I mean, anyone who can make it, anyone who wanted to make it and could make it, all the Patreon members. Um, and and I've invited some people from outside the Patreon community too. So if you just wanted to j jump in, if you just wanted to join this single Zoom call, you're here and I welcome you. Um, I'm probably going to open it up to people outside of my Patreon community for maybe two more times. So once a month. So, so this is December. I'll, I'll offer it again, maybe in uh, January and February for people outside of my Patreon community. And then maybe after that, I'll just start closing it down to Patreon only. But um, even if you didn't, even if you, if you, even if you're not a Patreon member, you can still benefit from hearing the, the, the contents of this zoom call, because I will be posting it publicly for everyone. Okay. And then um, 
So after our, our, the Q&A, after the Conscious Kink Q&A Zoom call, which should last about an hour, um, it might go over. I'm going to have a private Zoom call that's going to be live domination, and that's going to be for my exclusive and VIP Patreon members only. So we'll be jumping on a different, different Zoom link for that because that one that one's really fun. That one um, I will be. I'm going to put this mic down here like this. So for that one. I'm going to be selecting a member of the Patreon of the exclusive or the VIP members. I'll be selecting someone to dominate them live on the call. So this is something that's really fun to do. I love doing this. I love doing like this, like improv domination with people that I don't know yet. I've done that at um, DomCon. I've done that at, at DomCon for a few years. Um, and uh, I did that on my last Be Your Best Submissive Self class. So that was a lot of fun. I'm trying to adjust my mic so that I can be heard better. Is that better? I don't know. <laughs> okay, how's that? All right. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Uh, all right, then, without further ado, I'm going to share my screen and show you. I'll be showing you the questions. Well, first, I'll share my my um, my bio card. OK, so I'll do a share screen now. All right, this is just my little self-introduction. My name is Mistress Damiana Chi. Uh, I've been a professional dominatrix for 24 years, going on 25 years now. I have a PhD in clinical psychology, master's in counseling psychology, bachelor's in behavioral sciences, and I am a kink-centered sexologist and life coach. Um, I'm also the creator of Conscious Kink Community. I think many of you who are here are part of that community. If you're not, I welcome you to join. It is a curated community of conscious kinksters. So those of you who are interested in conscious kink, that is a wonderful community for you to just be a part of so you can um, be in community with people who are like you, kinksters like you. So um, just real briefly, conscious kink, what that means is we do, con we, we are kinky and, and we like engaging in BDSM ethically, consciously, um, in, in service to our partners, um, well-being and to our own. So I, I teach kink from a healing perspective. So that's, that's the general description of conscious kink. Um, I am also the host of Lightworkers Who Play in the Dark podcast. And light workers, I, I refer to conscious doms as light workers. So light workers are healers. And so what I I coined this phrase light workers who play in the dark because that is what we're doing. We are we are light workers. We are in service to our subs well-being. Um, and in, in that process, we also heal ourselves, right? Some of you have been on the Dom journey for a while. Um, 
whether you are male, female, non-binary, or you um, are are interested in in uh, in jumping into this journey, and you want to do it from from the right place, right? The opposite of of conscious would be self-serving, uh, maybe taking advantage of the other per taking advantage of your sub for your for your own self-serving purposes, um, exploiting them either uh, financially, psychologically, emotionally, uh, that would be the opposite of conscious kink. Um, I am an advocate of safe, sane, and cons consensual, uh, safe, sane, consensual, and ethical BDSM. So I did a couple of talks at DomCon about this, and I'm trying to change the, the longtime motto of BDSM to from safe, sane, and consensual to safe, sane, consensual, and ethical, because the ethical part is really, really important. You know, just because something is consensual doesn't mean it's ethical. Um, you can be playing with someone who consented to the play, but they might not. You know, they might they might have felt coerced to consent, which doesn't mean real consent. You know, so that's why ethics has. Is, plays a very important part here. I'm also the founder and instructor of the Evolutionary Dominatrix Academy. Um, this is my, I'm, I'm so very proud of my academy. I teach doms all over the world, conscious femdom. Um, I have a method that I teach femdom through, and it is called the Dominatrix Archetypes Method. And it's, a, it's psychologically based. So um, that is my biggest community. I've, I've, I have students that have um, that I have all over the world. There's all over the United States, Australia, Europe, Canada, Asia. Now you know it's it's really exciting that we're spreading conscious king, conscious femdom um, throughout the world. The more I train doms, the more conscious doms will be that will be out in the world, and that will spread conscious kink throughout the world okay so that is the um that's that i'm going to jump into the questions now all right so the first question here is from el and they ask is it possible for a woman who's been vanilla sexually her whole life to find the spark for domination and to find it hot okay there's three questions here i'll answer them one at a time <clears throat> yes, of course. Of course, it's possible for you to find the spark for domination and find it hot, you know, because at some point, everybody, everybody's been vanilla. Um, I mean, at some point in your life, you know, you're, you're growing up, you're a kid. <laughs> um, and you're just this vanilla, you know, vanilla meaning um, traditionally traditional sex right just kind of like um you know non-kink anything non-kinky and and um conventional would be considered vanilla um but anyway everyone who's kinky will at some point be um will discover that kinky side of themselves so and that happens that could happen at any point you know i know many kinksters i know uh, many of my subs 
say that they knew they were kinky from a very young age. They knew they were kinky from like childhood or um, from when they were uh, a teenager, you know, adolescence. They, they kind of had a clue about it, but many people discover it later on in their early adulthood, late adulthood, it doesn't matter. So when you, whenever you discover kink and you, be, and you have an interest, you discover an interest in it, then of course, you know, why not find whatever you find hot, you find hot. There doesn't have to be an explanation for that. Okay. Uh, any advice for the curious, but unsure and can they be trained if they want to do it for their partner who finds submissions so hot? Okay, so this is a good question because it's different from the first. If you're curious and unsure and you're open to exploring with your partner, go for it, you know? And you, it's okay to not know how you feel about it yet. It's okay. It's totally okay. Um, can this be trained to want to do it for their partner? This is, this is the important part of, this part of my answer is very important. Only if you have a genuine, authentic interest in it yourself, don't do it for someone else. Don't train, you can't train to be kinky. I guess I could say it that way. You can't train yourself to be kinky. You're inspired to be kinky within yourself. It comes from within. It cannot come from your partner um, wanting to be, you know, wanting you to do it for them. It cannot happen that way. It has to be genuine. It has to be authentic from you yourself. Also, don't do something for your partner um, for reasons of making them happy or keeping them. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to um, do something to try to hold on to someone you know what i mean um you can try you can try and explore of course you're welcome to try and explore as much as you want but right here the, the this part of your question do it for their partner no i would say no don't do it for them do it for yourself wherever you find that curiosity or interest or inspiration it's got to do it for yourself Related to that, if my weakest side is punishing and being an authoritarian, how can I work on that? Yeah, so you're referring to one of my four archetypes that I teach in my academy. Um, so I have a methodology. It is is my signature methodology for teaching femdom. And in the this is called the dominatrix archetypes, which there are four authoritarian is is the one that's controlling and um, strict. She puts down the rules, things like that, right? Uh, I also have this, there's also the seductress, which is the, the sadistic, you know, um, the one who, who wants to, who, the one who derives pleasure from your pain or suffering or humiliation. That, that would be the seductress. Um, the mother archetype is the, the one who is guiding the sub or is the one who is caring for the sub's well-being. Um, she can also be very, very nurturing. The queen archetype is um, the one who is above, you know, you, you are, you're in an exalted position. You're an exalted goddess. You are, you know that you are in the superior position and you let your sub know that they are in the 
uh, inferior position. So those are the four archetypes, just real quick. So if your weakest side is is that of uh, is, is is the authoritarian, how you can work on that? I mean, the best way is to get training from a mentor. You know, um, you're welcome to train with me if you want to work with me in the academy, or I also have a live workshop, a very small private live workshop that I run here at my studio, the Chi Temple in Los Angeles. And I give that workshop uh, two times a year. But the academy is throughout the year online everywhere in the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't have any other answers other than you need training, because you can't really dominate without training. You can't. You really can't. I mean, you can't, you might be able to if your submissive is giving you tips, but they might, you know, um, they, they cannot be submissive and train you at the same time. If, if they're doing the training, then that's got to happen at a different point. And then when you jump into a scene, they're going to be submissive because they have to let go of control and of teaching and all that, all that stuff. But yes, find yourself a mentor. Um, I, I mean, you know, you can try to find some books on it, which I, I don't, I can't recommend any because I don't, can't think of any off the top of my head, off the top of my head that would teach you how to be an authoritarian. Um, but I teach that at length, very thoroughly. And um, so when a dom, a dom has a persona, like there's always a default, there's always a presenting a strongest archetype. And, um, and so you want to work on your, your weaker ones, right? Your least strong ones to balance out. All right. I hope that helped EL. I'll answer the next question now. Are there any taboos in kink play, except for maybe extreme physical or psychological harm? For example, incest play, I've read about it and even seen XXX videos about it, but I've never seen it discussed. Or is it all admissible without with consent taboos in kink play i mean you know um yes I, I agree with that no extreme physical psychological harm no permanent harm you know that's not good so we're talking kink, conscious kink here right so we will never do anything that will actually harm someone in a, a way that is permanent I mean, psychological harm is permanent, you know? Um, so you don't wanna do anything that will traumatize. Um, incest play, um, that's very popular. When incest play is very popular when it is done with consent. Again, it's BDSM when it's done with consent. Incest play not consented to is abuse. So. BDSM is the opposite of abuse. When when something when incest play is done with consent and ethically, because remember, someone can get coerced into consenting to play and that is not ethical. So it has to be consensual and ethical. Okay, so incest play, of course, you have to play with someone who's an adult um, over the age of 18, 18 and over. Um, and <clears throat> they have to consent and be and it has to be it has to be true authentic consent. They have to want to do it. So, um, in addition to consensual, it has to be consented to. It has to be ethical, and it has to come from 
a genuine, authentic desire within that person, within that submissive. You know, like let's say you want to play, do incest play with a sub and they're unsure about it. They're like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about it. I have to think about how I feel about that. You, you, you just don't, don't play with them yet with that. Wait for them to, it's not any fun. Any play isn't fun unless they want to, unless that submissive wants to play with you um, in those ways. It's not fun for the Dom anyway. So Bill B, I hope that helps. Okay. This is from mistress professor. Uh, I'm a new dominant. My boyfriend told me about a year ago that he likes to be submissive. And after some soak time, I realize I'm into this. Awesome. Question. I like to massage my boyfriend's foot and leg. He has a plant. He has plantar fasciitis. I hope I said that right. And it helps him yet. I, I find it super relaxing and I love to do it. A dominatrix giving a massage doesn't feel very dominatrixy, but I have heard that any act can be either dominant or submissive. Could you give me some examples of what one might say and or do to make massaging his leg and foot more mistressy, a more mistressy thing to do? Oh, that's a great question, Mistress Professor. And I agree that any act can be done. Any act can be done either dominantly or submissively. I completely agree with that. Um, I have a fresh example for you. Um, it's, it, it, I'll just say my example and then I'll go to your, your, your real life situation. Um, yesterday I had a session with my sister. It was a double session and, um, the sub at the end of session, no, at, no it wasn't just at the end of session during session. So he was on my, on my gyno table. We were doing a medical session. Um, and he was bound and we were doing medical stuff, right? And he was like, ow, ow, my, my, I have a Charlie horse. I have a cramp on my right calf. And so I massaged it. Of course, I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to be like, will you suffer for me? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a hot suffering. That is not a sexy suffering, a Charlie horse cramp in the leg. So, um, so part of being a Dom is having a very strong mother archetype, which you are the one in charge. You are the one that care takes for your sub you care you you will take care of them for their well-being right you want them to be well you want them to be well um so i massaged his calf you know um and just said um you know is it is it gone is it good is it better you know just i just kind of like it was more of a timeout type of situation i i did i wasn't dominating him when i said that um, and then at the end of session, you know, he was an older guy. So at the end of session, he was trying to get off of the, the gyno table and he had another cramp and I'm, I'm massaged for, for longer there, you know, and I felt very mistressy because I mean, like what, uh, all the way along, I'm telling him, okay, get on the, get on this table, lie down, get up, get, get off the table. Oh, okay. You have a cramp. Stay there. Don't move. You know, I'm going to massage this until it goes away. You know, so you're in charge. You're in charge of, I, I was in charge of um, making sure my sub's okay. You always want to make sure your sub's okay. And it, and, and they feel very taken care of by you. Your sub should be very, should feel very taken care of, you know, um, taken care of and safe. Because to be submissive, you have to surrender. You have to feel, you don't have, you want your submissive 
to not worry about a thing during a scene, you want them to be relaxed and just let go and surrender. And if they're worried about something or they're stressed about a physical cramp or something, they're stressed. So you don't want them to stress. You want them to be um, in subspace. And that is, you know, and, and this is a other subject, but um, you don't all, you don't always want them to be relaxed because you want to scare them too at other points. Right. But we're talking about caretaking here <laughs> at this point. So I'm going to go back to your, your question here about massaging your boyfriend's leg. And you said, if you find it super relaxing, um, if you want to be a dominant while you're doing it, order him around. Let's say you are, I don't know, watching TV together and um, just order him, say, you know, lie there, put your foot and leg on my lap. You know, you watch TV and I'm going to massage this and just, I'm going to massage your foot and leg. And I'm in, I'm in complete control of this massage. So just tell me where the spots are that, you know, that are in need of attention and I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. So I want you to focus on the show or the movie or whatever. Um, and I'm going to massage this foot and leg because I can't have um, a submissive that has a painful plantar fasciitis. I can't have that. I want a sub that is um, healthy and strong and able. I want you to be nice and able to um, be on your knees in front of me when we get into session. So just kind of like make the rules, you know, make the rules, be in command, um, be in charge like that. Um, and, you know, you can very minimally ask him like, so the question, um, does that feel okay? That is I always train my, my, my doms in my academy that that isn't something very mistressy to say is, does that feel okay? Or does that hurt too much or something like that? I, t I tell them not to, I, t I teach them not to say something like that during a scene, you know, like during a corporal scene or something like that. You don't say that. But when you're just, it sounds like you're not doing this inside of a scene. It sounds like you're just doing this in your day-to-day -day life. Um, so you can just do it that way. Also, you don't have to be 24-7 FLR. FLR stands for um, female-led relationship. You don't have to do it all the time. You can also just step out of your DS dynamic and just be completely vanilla with each other. That's okay too. You can just be normal, vanilla um, partners and massage his foot and say, does that feel okay? Tell me how, how you know, tell me if you, I need to do it harder and just don't even worry about your language. And then, you know, when you get into a scene, let's say you're like, okay, um, we are having a BDSM session Friday night at eight o'clock. And then once that session starts, you are in your dom mode, right? You are dressed dominantly, sex, sexy outfit, um, you have more dramatic makeup, maybe you, you want to get into a different mode of, um, of dress and um, maybe do your makeup a little more dramatically to get into your Dom persona, your Dom persona, it helps to have a different look um, and different dress when you're in your, your Dom persona.
It really does. It's like, it's like if you, when you want to work out, you don't go to the, you don't go to the gym in your pajamas, right? You get into a work, you get into a workout clothes. <laughs> so your, your mode of dress is going to influence how you feel. So I hope that helps mistress professor. Okay. New mistress says I am a new lifestyle mistress and uh, hashtag nervous. Are there common tips that come to mind for new mistresses to avoid common rookie mistakes? Um, sure. I'll throw out a, a few. You know, um, in my academy where I train my doms, I and my sub coaches, I have five submissive coaches in my academy. We're, we are um, giving feedback and advice and critiques to all of the doms all the time. So there's like a never ending number of um, rookie mistakes that we that we give advice about, right? So there's a lot of them, but I'll just give you some that are coming to mind right now. Um, so when you dominate, because I saw a very, uh, I, I taught a class recently for another Dom's class and she had a student of hers come up and do a domination demo. And then my job was to watch that domination. It was a three minute domination. I call, I call them fishbowl dominations. I, this is how I train my Dom's in my academy. Anyway, she did three minutes of this domination. It was not domination. <laughs> she sounded like a very vanilla person. Um, speaking. It really had, it, to me, it had no domination in it. And so what she did in that one was she said, um, hi, slave, you know, at the, at the beginning of the scene, hi, slave, how are you? <laughs> um, and then the, slave, the submissive said, um, I'm well, how are you, mistress? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Okay, so all of that is vanilla speak. You, when you dominate, you want to, you want to speak in a completely different way. You want to speak as a mistress would to take your submissive's mind into that world of domination that you're creating. You're creating a whole world. So don't speak to them like you would at a coffee shop. Don't do that. So how you would greet a slave would be like, slave on your knees before me. Avert your eyes. You don't get to look at me without my permission. Now, greet me properly by saying, greetings, mistress. You know, so you teach, you're in the mistress, you are in the training mode. You train your submissive how you want them to behave and how you want them to, um, you know, their, their physical positions, whatever. You train them. So you're in charge. Um, so I, that is the most common thing to do. So don't speak like you would normally speak out in the world, okay? That's not how, that's not domination. That's just normal vanilla talking. <laughs> um, another rookie mistake would be something like when you're giving orders to your sub, give an order. I mean, how do you give an order to a dog? Sit, roll over, stay, right? Those are orders. You, you say them in a, in a, in a uh, commanding way, in a down pitch tone, you know, like, stay period come period you want to speak that exact same way to your submissive those are commands as a mistress you give commands um so this is a, a rookie mistake i see where mistresses are like okay um so i want you to i want you to get on your knees in front of me 
That's like way too long of a sentence. It's not a command. It's like, I, and I want you to, they always say, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. You can want and want and want forever, but something might never happen. It's like a future statement, right? Uh, it's a future wish, actually, wanting something. So don't say, I want you to sit down. Say, sit. Sit lower than me. Sit on your bottom in front of me now. You know, sound like, sound commanding. So those are a couple of tips for you to try. And those, that's going to go a long way. Those, just those two tips alone. So verb, uh, verbal and psychological domination is, is where you want to go. You don't, don't, you have to start there. Start working on your mistress persona. Um, you can learn all the physical stuff later or, you know, you, th that can come later or it's not as important as what I'm trying to say. We, we focus on your persona as a mistress, who you feel as mistress. Um, I'm going to give you one more tip on how to be, um, how to be a mistress is to like, let's say you don't feel that commanding. Let's say you feel like, you know what? I don't know if I can really command someone. Um, picture yourself or maybe visualize yourself as a new woman, as the mistress you want to be. So you want to create this persona, this identity in your mind. Um, in your mind, let's say you are picturing her, her slash you as a um, commanding, elegant, confident, um, in control goddess of a woman, you know? So picture her in your mind, picture her looking like you, just like you. And, and just consistently in your mind, step into her, step into her, step into her, step into that identity. It's sort of like, you know, I heard something yesterday. I was listening to a YouTube, um, about method acting. And so the method act, method actors, um, are really good at being doms. <laughs> I have a lot of actors in my academy, right? So Method acting is all about assuming an identity. So you want to do that. Assume the identity of the mistress that you want to become and then just be her. And it'll take time. There's a process to it. So don't, don't, um, don't get mad at yourself if, if she doesn't, if it doesn't come quickly. It's a process. It'll come as long as you practice consistently. I hope that helps new mistress. Okay, wanting to learn is asking, I saw you were having an in-person workshop a few months ago and I couldn't make it. Any previews for, uh, for us of expected classes in 2024? Thank you. Um, yes, you know, I, I have an in-person workshop called the Dominatrix Archetypes Workshop. It's a three-day workshop, um, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And this is something that I do twice a year. I do it in the spring and I do it in the fall. So um, there's only six spots. I don't take any more than six people because I want to give a lot of personal attention to each Dom that I'm training. So um, yeah, so that would be my in-person. So if you want to, if you want to be on my mailing list for that, then you will be notified first. <laughs> Um, wanting to learn, if you want to apply for my academy, the, the website address is um, academy.theevolutionarydominatrix.com. 
Charles, type that in the chat, academy.theevolutionarydominatrix.com, or better yet, copy the URL and put it in the chat. So if you apply to the Academy, um, uh, the Academy, you can, you can come to it anytime you want. You know, it's, it's ongoing. I teach live classes every week. There's also self-paced modules that you will learn on your own. There's a lot, there's so much material in there. Um, there's just tons and tons. It is a six month program. Um, so it is a commitment, but you do it at your own pace as well. Um, let's see. The other thing I wanted to mention about that was, oh yes. If you, if you become an Academy student, then you get a huge discount for the in-person workshop. I take $500 off, um, if you want to do that. Um, also if you come to an in-person workshop, I give you $500 discount to come into the Academy because they really go together. I see the in-person workshop as a, um, a practicum, a kind of lab, lab, in-person lab, but you absolutely don't have to do this in person to learn how to be a dom and have me to mentor you. I hope that helps wanting to learn. I, and I look forward to having you join me in, um, in either my in-person workshop or my online academy. Okay, Mistress is asking, in what ways do you think being a PhD psychologist helps you in session? Any hints for the rest of us? Um, you know, I have many, many psychologists in the academy, in my, as, um, in my academy, and also I've had students in the workshop. There's many psychology, um, um, what do you call it? It was it, in college. What do you do? What do you do when you, when you, when you, when you major, major <laughs> psychology major? It's been so long. Um, college was like a million years ago. Um, but being a mistress is very, very psychological. You have to be a psychologist, whether you're like, um, proper, formally studying psychology or not, you have to be a psychologist to be a dominatrix because, um, to dominate is to understand how to manipulate the mind. Right. And you have to understand, you have to have a good understanding of submissive psychology in order for you to dominate them. You have to, you can't not dominate without, without it, without psychology. So BDSM stands for bondage, um, bondage. Let's see. I, can, <laughs> I have to write it out BDSM because there's an acronym within an acronym. Um, bondage and discipline, sadism and masochism, right? That is the acronym. And then in the middle, there's the S D S. So the D S stands for dominant dominance and submissive dominance and submission. Okay. And so the D S part of it, it's what makes you a dominatrix or a dominant. You, if you take out DS from BDSM, it's still BDSM, but it would be called top bottom play, where you're really just two people uh, of equal status, two partners playing with each other. And so you're not really there's the dom, there's no dom doming the sub. It's just like the, a lot of a lot of rope. Um, kinksters like to play in the top bottom way, kind of like, oh, it makes me hot when you tie me up. Will you tie me up? And then the dom says, yeah, how do you like to be tied up? I'll tie you like this. Oh, that feels great. You know, that's not domination. 
That's totally fine, though. That's top bottom play. But when you're talking about being a mistress, mistress denotes domination. So you have to um, understand there's formality to it. You have to, you have to understand protocols, uh, how to train a submissive, um, things like that. And that's all psychology. I don't know if I'm answering your question <laughs> um, very well. I hope that helps. Um, being a PhD, well, uh, for me personally, you know, I, I've always been a psychological thinker and that was, that's what makes me a good dominatrix is that I think very psychologically. Um, but it helps me personally because I, for example, wrote my PhD dissertation on the subject of kink. It was called the erotically submissive man, you know, and I, and I interviewed, um, a, a bunch of submissives and, um, that is how I started learning submissive psychology. Um, so if you, if you want a tip from me, get a, get a sub or subs and pick their brains, pick their brains and, and find out how they, how, what makes them tick what turns them on about the certain kinks and things like that. You know, um, I'm always doing this still. I I've been studying submissives for 30, oh, like about 30 years now, and I still do it all the time. I'm still learning. There's a never ending process to this learning, learning about your submissives. So mistress, I hope that helps. Okay. So sub Mark says, um, I, no I have noticed a large number of women showing up on my Instagram and Facebook sites asking to be accepted or befriended. Many claim to be lifestyle or professional dominatrices and eventually ask if I wish to be trained. Since I know nothing about them, how do I distinguish the fakes from the real ones if they have the name, photos, and profile of someone I recognize, sub Mark? All right, sub Mark, this is a really, really important question, and I'm so glad you asked this because I really want people to understand this. This is happening all the time um, now, and it's it's a shame. Um, okay, so those large number of women showing up on your um, social media sites, asking to be accepted or befriended, fake, fake. Because a real Dom will never, I mean, unless you know her personally, unless you know her personally, She's not going to reach out. I mean, she might, she might, okay, she might ask to be accepted or to, or befriended by you. She might. But I would say 99% of them are fake because a real Dom just, if she does, she's not going to, she's not going to be seeking out submissives. Submissives are going to come to her because she's got, you know, a website, she's got some kind of a profile somewhere where you seek her out, you know? She's not going to be seeking you. These are people who are going to take your money. These are called fin doms, financial dominatrices, and they're not real doms. They're not real doms. They're either, you know, and I'm, I'm going um, to say that the, um, those who are just solely into financial domination, it's not true domination because you're just in it for the money. And that's not what BDSM is all about. BDSM is about connection. It's about um, trust. It's about relationship. It's about having experiences with one another. 
it's not about like how much money can I squeeze out of you, you know? So, um, so really, really, I have so many, I have so many imposters pretending to be me, uh, all every day on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok, oops, TikTok, I, I'm not very active on, I'm not active on at all. And so there's like, there's way more, um, people that are pretending to be me that have more, that, that have active accounts. Um, than I do my, my, my account's not active because I just, you know, don't have time for TikTok. So, so those people are, I, and I'm, I'm having, I'm having problems taking those sites down because TikTok doesn't believe me that I'm really real me, you know? So it's become a real problem. Um, <clears throat> so I would say if someone wants to befriend you, just uh, don't, I, I, my, my advice is just don't accept them. You seek out the doms who you want to befriend, who, you know, the real doms, and then you ask for friendship. You ask to follow them or, or whatever, that, go that direction, okay? Um, how do you distinguish the fakes from the real ones? So, for example, I, I have a handle on social media. It is Damiana Chi PhD. It's only one handle. And there's lots of people pretending to be me that say Damiana Chi PhD dot three or, or dot mistress or whatever. They just make different, um, accounts and they just change it up a little bit. Those are not my accounts. Um, I have a, 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 a ever growing list of graduates from the dominatrix archetype. I mean, the, the, the evolutionary dominatrix Academy, um, which has a long list now of doms that I have, um, that have graduated my academy that I have trained personally. So that is one reason why I created the academy is to, to help subs like you find real doms. Um, there's many, I, this list is, um, growing, ever growing list of conscious real doms. Um, of course, of course there are real doms out there who I have not trained. Um, but you just have to do your research, you know, just do your research, see what she's posting. If she's posting things that are, um, you know, most, most of the time they will have their websites connected to it, you know? And so I would say, don't, don't contact them through social media. I don't, I don't talk to people on social media. I say, if you want a session with me, um, go to my website. So go to Dom's websites and request to have sessions that way. Don't chat someone up. Don't try to chat up a mistress on social media. That's you're just wasting your time because you're just chatting up fake mistresses. They don't have time to chat with me. Okay. A real Dom does not have time to chat DM with you to be just to be frank. They, they have a million other things on their plate <laughs> than to chat up uh, a submissive they don't know. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, I hope I explained that right. So be careful, be very careful and do your research. Make sure you're chatting with, make sure you email someone and, and, and connect with them that way to have contact with them. Thanks for asking that <clears throat> submark. Okay, um, we have about 10 minutes. 
and I have my exclusive and VIP Zoom call to get on next. We're probably not going to get on exactly at 2 p.m., okay? We're probably going, I'm going to finish as many questions as I can here before we go on to the, the domination Zoom call. So I'm going to try to see how many I can get through here before the end of this call. All right, um, question here from Mistress Nicole. What are some must-haves in your goodie bag? Example, floggers, clamps, restraints, etc. for doms tra traveling for a flight? Um, I assume you're saying traveling to fly to uh, do sessions, right? Um, thank you for asking this, Mistress Nicole. And um, Mistress Nicole is a, I, I, I hope I can say this, you are a, a, a student at the Evolutionary Dominatrix Academy. So nice to have you here too in this community. Um, so some must-haves would be, um, you know, I'm just thinking kind of like the, the, the materials that you need that are outside of your toys, first of all. You're going to need gloves, nitrile gloves, condoms, lube, um, you know, bring, um, bring a strap-on harness, bring a dildo, bring um, a flogger or two, um, a, yes, nipple clamps, and, um, you know, clothespins, restraints, of course, bring some bondage cuffs, bring rope, bring several pieces of rope, bring a lot long pieces, short pieces, bring CBT rope, you know, the thinner pieces. Um, you know, those are your essentials, you, you know, like if you, I would say like at my studio here, I do things like electrical play, but if I were traveling, I wouldn't necessarily bring something like that. You know, those are expensive pieces and I don't want, um, you, you want to be careful not to maybe bring your best things. I would, that would be my advice because baggage gets lost all the time. I had a Dom come and stay with me. See last weekend we had a graduation for the Academy and one of the Doms who came and stayed here at my studio, uh, traveling from Montreal, her bag got lost at baggage claim. She found it eventually, you know, thank goodness, but it got lost. That happens all the time. So don't bring your best stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, there's Mistress Nicole, I would, uh, I would encourage you to bring this question to the Academy because, you know, we can, we can answer this much more in depth because I currently am not traveling to do sessions. I stopped doing that a long time ago. I only do in-call here at my studio. But back in the day when I did travel, this is, these, are the, these are the things that I, I would bring. And um, so there are lots of doms that are currently traveling who, you know, your dom sisters in the academy, they can answer this for you better probably, you know, because um, they there's, a, there's probably a lot more tips that they have. So go ahead and bring this question again into the academy. Mr. Nicole, I hope that helps. Okay, question from Julian. There is a lot of stigma and misinformation around kink and BDSM. However, it is particularly hurtful to hear inaccurate statements from mental health professionals, BD, such as being into BDSM is caused by being abused as a child or pursuing, ugh, that just makes me my stomach turn, or pursuing BDSM lifestyle is addictive, etc. Oh God. Can you talk about the issue, the issue of lack of sex education and what to do when a therapist makes a sex negative statement? My first reactions have always been to doubt myself because I am not a mental health professional. They are. 
Mm, I'm gonna, I'll read, I'll finish reading this first. Um, what if they call themselves kink affirming, but then they say something that isn't affirming at all? Well, Julian, then they aren't kink affirming. Listen to your gut because do not ever doubt yourself. Okay, so let me go to the first part of your, this is such an important question, Julian. Thank you for asking this. Those mental health professionals have no knowledge about kink or BDSM if they're saying that the BDSM is being caused by uh, being abused as a child. Yes, it is possible for a kink or a fetish to be maybe triggered by a, a, an, an, an abusive um, or traumatic incident, but um, consciously choosing to play in BDSM actually helps to heal that. It actually helps to heal that wound because that's what psychodrama is. When you are playing with a trusted partner who cares about your well-being, and you have to find this trusted, responsible partner who is doing BDSM um, from a place of love, not a place of judgment, because anybody who's going to be playing from a place of judgment is not doing BDSM, okay? Um, it is possible for a, a, a kink to be triggered by a, a traumatic event, but not necessarily. I speak about this a lot, that being kinky is a true sexual orientation, meaning you, you are just wired this way. You came this way. You're born this way. You're born kinky. It's just what you're into. It's just what you like. It's just what turns you on. Whatever turns you on is healthy as long as you are doing it with um, a person who is, is, is consenting, you're doing it ethically, um, they are doing it from a true place of desire within them, you know, okay? Um, in your fantasies, you can go wherever you want, but just don't like have actual sexual activity with someone underage or someone non-consenting or something. Don't, don't do that in, in real life, you know? So um, anyway, those mental health professionals might be, they might be professionals in the way of psychopathology and others in other psychopath, in, I could, I shouldn't even say other psychopathology because I don't believe that BDSM is a pathology and it isn't, it isn't, it's been changed in the current DSM five, um, the current version is the, of the diagnostic statistical manual of mental disorders, B BDSM, um, all the things that are BDSM -y, uh, have been, have been put under the umbrella of paraphernalia. Philias. So, um, and they've taken the, um, the, it used to be considered a, it used to be considered a mental illness in the version uh, four, in the fourth edition of it. Now it's the BDSM 5TR and it's, it's now, now it's only considered things like um, sexual masochism, um, fetishism, these things that are kinky are only considered mental illness if you can't live a normal life, if, if these things are impacting your ability to live a normal life. So that's good. You know, they've, if the, the field of psychology is, is understanding more, but they don't understand everything. Just because someone says they're, prof I mean, listen, there are professionals in every field. And I, and I'm, I'm going to be as bold to say that I don't know. I don't know the percentages, but m many, many of them, a large percentage of uh, professionals are not um, 
experts in their field. You know, there, I went through my doctorate program with lots of people who went all the way and did all the work and got their PhDs and stuff. And if somebody works hard to get a degree, anyone can get a degree if they work hard enough for it, but are they good at their job? Not necessarily, you know what I mean? Do they actually understand things? Not necessarily. So don't believe, follow your gut, Julian, always follow your gut. Um, so pursuing a BDSM lifestyle is addictive. You know, it's a, if it's a healthy addiction, I mean, it's, it is a healthy way to, to have, to go into, um, altered states of consciousness when you're playing with someone you trust, you know, and that's, a, that's, that's an addiction. That's, I mean, meditation can be an addiction. So what's to say a, an addiction is bad, you know, <clears throat> only if it impacts your life negatively, can addiction be bad exercise in a, is an addiction. Only bad if it impacts your life negatively. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so talk about the lack of, of sexual education. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a total lack of sex education. Um, psychologists are not necessarily educated in, in, sex, in sex education um, and especially kink education. So I have a lot of students in the academy that I'm already talking about this. I'm at some point... <laughs> when life, when I have room on my plate, um, that's got a million things on there already. Um, I want to go and, and offer training to psychologists about kink sexuality. Um, that is my goal. I will do it someday. I will, because it's very, very important. Um, but basically if somebody doesn't understand, you can tell if they don't understand kink, you can tell if they don't understand um other things of sexuality don't listen to them if they say something that makes you feel bad don't listen to them i can just say that bottom line don't don't listen to them um i have a degree i have a certification and um as a sexologist so and also other sexologists are not necessarily trained in in kink education i trained with a wonderful woman who um, I got my certification from, who she was, she, she came in and wanted to learn kink from me. So she went and joined my in-person workshop, you know? So she joined my in-person workshop so she can educate herself in, um, in kink because her section of her academy um, where she was training sexologists was lacking in that department. So I find that very responsible of her. Her name is Dr. Rachel Ross. So shout out to you, Dr. Rachel. She's wonderful, wonderful. Um, anyway, the last part of your question here is what if they call themselves kink affirming, but they say something that isn't affirming, then they shouldn't be calling themselves kink affirming, period. Um, I hope that helps, Julian. I feel very adamantly, adamantly about this, um, about my response to your question. Okay, I think we're right about at, yeah, we're at the two o'clock mark, but um, let's just see how many other questions I have here. Okay, two more. I'm gonna go ahead and answer these two quickly, okay? All right, um, Mistress, this is Pussy. This is my sub Pussy um, that comes and serves me in sessions. Mistress, as you know, I have a very bu busy vanilla life that I cannot abandon yet. 
but I have realized that kink is my true sexual orientation. And as you know, my desire to serve you as your property, of course, I will come to serve in session as often as I can, but can you advise me on how to progress in between sessions? Pussy. Aw, pussy, I, I, I love that you have this, this desire to, um, to progress in your, in your kink life. And I hear you that your goal is to serve me as, as my property. Um, so, you know, I have to be frank that I have a very busy and full life. And, um, those of the, those personally colored slaves of mine are those because they are chosen from me and they, be, and they, they, are, they exist in my life because, um, they serve me in the ways that I need, you know? I have um, personally colored slaves that serve me in my academy. I mean, full-time jobs, you know? Um, so these are the ways that I need to be served. I have, um, you know, and there's a million things on, on their plates. I throw, they're, they're always, they're as busy as me. Sometimes busier because there's so much to do. Um, so your, your desire to serve me has to come from a, an agape love perspective, meaning a selfless, um, a selfless desire. It has to be, you're saying that your desire to serve me. Okay. So there's, there's, there's where the desire is coming from. It's, it's coming from you. Um, and so as long as you have that desire to serve me in a way that fits your fantasy, it's probably not going to fit into my life. You know, I love, I love training you in sessions. Every session you get better pussy, every session, but you have a very, anyone who's got a very busy vanilla life, they can't really be my full-time slave. My full-time slaves have, they're not, they're, they've served me 24 seven. They're not married. They, they don't have other relationships. They're, they're with me, you know, they're with me. Um, so it's, it's, that's how it is. That's how it is. But to answer your last question here, how can you progress in between sessions? Um, you know, I've given you assignments in between sessions, like, um, you know, those assignments, as I'm thinking of them, they're too graphic to describe here, <laughs> but just follow my direction and, and do those things. So, Go ahead, pussy. You are um, you're in my Telegram group, my private Telegram group. That's for exclusive and VIP members, um, Patreon members. So go ahead and and ask me there. <clears throat> you know what those things you can do in be in between sessions, and I can I can answer those more graphically in there. Okay, I'll do that there. Thank you, pussy. Okay, Miss K. This is the last question. What is one of your rituals that is a part of your preparation before a playtime, one that brings out the wildest part of you and that unleashes all facets of your persona without limiting beliefs attached to it. Miss K. That's a cool question. <clears throat> so, um, I've been doing this, you know, I've been a professional dominatrix for almost 25 years now. And I've been a lifestyle dom for over 30 years. So at this point, um, 
you know, my rituals are not very long, <laughs> but I'll describe to you my rituals now. And I'll describe to you my rituals that when I like was, was first starting when I was an early, you know, early part of my Dom journey. Um, so I do my makeup at my studio. I always do my makeup at my studio. Um, because I come from, I come from home, you know, I have, I, I'm a mom, I have two kids, I have a very busy, full vanilla life. And so when I come to my studio here and I sit there, I have my makeup table. I have, you know, I, like, like I have this lit up makeup, makeup table where there's lights all around, like a, a Hollywood, you know, um, backstage mirrors, you know, and I do that. I do that as I listen to, I usually listen to like YouTube, um, videos that are helping my, um, spiritual learning. I do that. Um, but you don't have to listen to that. I, I would say something good for you to look, let's see, what else do I do? Um, you know, getting dressed, getting dressed in my Dom, Dom outfit. It's part of my ritual. Um, and it already brings out the wildest part of me that I'm in my studio. <laughs> um, so I'll th I'm going to think about what I used to do and maybe offer some suggestions to you, Miss Kay. Um, <clears throat> I think what I, I used to do was spend time stepping into my Dom persona. You know, remember the, the earlier question from someone, it was, I think it was new mistress or something like how, how do you get into, and my advice to that was to, um, to st step into that Dom persona, to step into that identity. So what you can do maybe is listen to, you know what I, I would advise, this, this is a tip and you can do whatever you want with it. You can make yourself, because I, I heard about this technique as a good uh, manifestation technique. What you can do is get on your like voice notes, vo voice memos on your phone. I know iPhone has that. I'm sure all smartphones have something like a voice recording and record, like write yourself a script and record something like, like uh, affirmations. I am powerful. I am a, I, I am a powerful mistress. I am a, an exalted goddess. I command my submissives and they obey me. Um, or I am a sadistic, merciless mistress who loves, um, who loves dishing out pain and making my subs take it for me, you know, whatever you want, whatever you want, just put those in a script and say it. And then when you're doing your makeup and getting dressed, you know, you know, and, and maybe you're, maybe you get dressed at home. That's fine. But if you play those affirmations in your own voice, because the part of this that makes it powerful is you, you saying it in your own voice, it makes it, and you can just, you can play this, um, at other times too, at other times, not just when you're getting ready to, for a session, but you can play it whenever you want, as often as you like, when you're driving, when you're brushing your teeth and just get those, this is what this, this, the, my, my answer to this question is building upon that other question about how to become more, uh, how to become more of your Dom self, right? Um, so, because it takes time to build that identity and to step into it. Be now I can, takes me, you know, no, no time <laughs> because my Dom self is an integrated part of who I am. And so I don't have to transition. 
But when you're first starting out, you have to transition over to that um, Dom self, that Dom persona part of you. Um, and it's like any part of you that you're just that you're starting to develop. Let's say that you're starting to become uh, a kindergarten teacher or whatever. Well, when you first begin, you're like, okay, what do I do? I'm gonna, um, I, I better write myself a, 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 a schedule. I'm gonna do this and then snack time and then this. I'm gonna teach this and this. But when you've been a, a kindergarten teacher for 20 years, you don't have to do that anymore, right? Because you can, you know how to, you know how to do it. So, um, so in the beginning, when you're just developing your dom self, do these rituals. This is great. Do these rituals and something that unleashes those when you're telling yourself these affirmations literally telling yourself in in your own voice it gets into your subconscious deeper than if somebody else's voice is saying affirmations to you like there's lots of people are recording affirmations of whatever kind um and then you buy them and they're in their voice you know it's not as powerful as doing it in your own voice so um get used to hearing the sound of your own voice and 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 love it like get used to loving your own voice because you're going to hear your voice a lot when you dominate. You're going to hear your voice. I mean, your voice sounds a little different on recording, but but you want to love that too. So, okay, because you're going to be talking. You're going to be doing most of the talking. You're going to be doing 99% of the talking in your sessions. So get used to talking. <laughs> I hope that helped, Miss Kay. Okay, and that was the last, that was great timing. It's only 11 minutes past the hour. Um, and here is my uh, my little car. This is all the info. This is how to get a hold of me. This is my my main website, which is um, currently a, a links page. Is this here, Damiana Chi PhD? If you just want to know one link, one website, one URL, just this one, Damiana Chi PhD .com. Okay. And I didn't put my my social media. I should change this to add my social media handle, but it is. Just put an at symbol right here at Damiana Chi PhD and then leave off the dot com. And that is my social media handle for all all social media, um, mostly on Instagram, though. I'm, I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, OK, and then these are the websites for my the other things that I'm doing that are my main things. But these are also on this main links page. I have the academy here, the academy, uh, the evolutionary dominatrix academy. I have the conscious community. Um, I love this this community. It's it's all I have my personal team um, curate this 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 community so that the, they're all conscious kingsters. So it's really it's it's like a, it's a smaller community, but you know that they're good people. You know, like minded people. Um, and this is my podcast podcast You can also find my podcast on um, um, any of the main podcast players like uh, Apple, Apple podcast, um, Spotify, Google podcasts, you can find it, you can do a search for light workers who play in the dark and that's all in there. Okay, and I'm actually doing a podcast interview with a very well known, I mean, legendary Dom um, later today. Um, Mr. Stephanie Locke, so excited. So I'm going to be doing that interview soon and and um, and I'll be broadcasting that soon on the website. All right, everybody, that's the end of our Q&A call. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you learned something today. And um, if you want to keep being in 
if you want to be in uh, more community with me, like closer community with me where you get to um, text me in the group chat and telegram, you can sign up for my Patreon. I should have put that in here, actually, my Patreon. Um, so it's my Patreon website is patreon.com slash Damiana Chi PhD. So um, that is where we're on this private telegram group. I sometimes do uh, live streams in my sessions. I do BDSM sessions and, and bring you all on and, and have you watch and things like that. You can also ask me a question once one question a week on there and I will answer you. I will answer you personally on a voice memo in the group so that everyone can hear the answer. Um, and then the VIPs, um, I, we are in one-on-one -on -one conversation on Telegram. Um, also, as uh, my exclusive and VIP members of the, the Patreon group, we get to do domination, live domination. I, I will dominate. <laughs> I'll dominate a member live on the call. That's coming up next on our next Zoom call, right after this one's over on a different Zoom link. Um, so we will, we'll do that. That's a lot of fun. I'm going to dominate one or two members. I probably have time for two. Um, so we do lots more stuff there. And then of course, as my, uh, my first group, the, the special access, um, level Patreon members, you get to come on these Q and A zoom calls every month, every month I'll do this and I'll provide my, um, my education to you just like this. Eventually, I will close it, close the community so that it's only Patreon, but for the first three, this one being the first one, I'm going to open it up to the public so that they can sign up for it. Okay? All right, everybody. So good to be with you today, and I look forward to the nom domination call coming up next with exclusive VIP patrons. All right. Bye, everyone. See you again on the next call, I hope. It is an honor to provide education to my Patreon community and share it with the wider kink community and the public. It is so important to share this information to dispel misunderstandings and misrepresentations of what true BDSM is. BDSM is about love, trust, acceptance, openness, sharing, and intimacy. Anything else that feels self-serving, harmful, or negative is not true BDSM. Please share information with anyone who is interested so we can spread knowledge and understanding about this beautiful art form and deep level of connection. This podcast is fully supported by my Patreon members. Your patronage is so appreciated. As a member of my Patreon community, you'll be able to connect with me in fun ways. Become a member by going to patreon.com slash PhD. I'd like to send a special thanks and shout outs to my Patreon members. Your support means so much to me and it feels so good to know that what I'm doing is appreciated by you. It is an honor to contribute to my beloved kink community. Drone ID 6999 JJ, Kaya Anais, Mistress Nicole, Pussy Doll, Richard T, Kate R, Andre, U.E. Crump, A.P.
Alana D.R. Divine Diva DJW Domina Flora Julian S. LeMay C. Lourdes I. Matt Mazzy Mystic Dax Tom Tracy C. Vincent V. Jennifer K. Angela Bill Bumpus Jake Larry W. Mark R. Pyrophyte 5 Sarah F. Tom W. Betty Angie B. Johnny S.D. and Mistress Persephone Rose and many thanks to the editor Jeff Neagle. Thank you for listening to Lightworkers Who Play in the Dark. I love providing valuable BDSM content to my community. So if you would like to support this podcast, please become my patron by going to patreon.com slash PhD. My patrons receive different benefits, like asking questions for Q&A episodes, free access to Conscious King Community, and personal video chats with me on a weekly basis. The Patreon link and other links to my different websites, where you can apply for BDSM sessions, kink-centered life coaching, the Evolutionary Dominatrix Academy, and Conscious Kink Community, can all be found on DamianaChiPhD.com. You can also connect with me on social media at PhD. If you love the show, please share and subscribe. And until next time, sending love and kinky blessings to you all.